Most children in the course of their religious education eventually ask their parents whether the stories in the Bible are true. And hopefully with enough lived experience, we all discover that only a story can convey what is true because it speaks the language of human experience. Because unlike facts, concepts, or ideas, a story has the unique ability to let us step into an event, to move around in it and make it our own. Therefore, a story can be both healing and liberating. And that's what today's story of the particle sun does. It heals and it liberates. Of all the parables Jesus preached, the story of the prodigal son is perhaps the most endearing because it names the human relationship so completely. The story of the prodigal son comes after the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin. All three stories are about separation and reunion, and they all reflect a critical truth that there is something absolutely essential we learn about ourselves by losing and finding that we cannot know in any other way. In this story, a father loses his son. The son dares to ask for his father, for his father's estate, but the son's request is more than, Dad, give me some of your stuff because in the culture of the first century Palestine, to ask for your father's estate while he is still living is essentially to wish your father dead. So the son essentially says, Father, I wish you dead, and I want my own life apart from you. And as the story goes on, the father obliges, and the young son runs off to a distant country quickly squandering his inheritance, and soon he is hungry and destitute. He returns home, prepared to confess to his father that he has failed and no longer deserves to be called one of his sons. The younger son has hit rock bottom, but then he comes to his senses. Rather than being bitter, he becomes content, even eager to be treated no more than as a hired worker. But he is in for a surprise, for he will soon learn how much God is greater than his sin. Luke writes that while the younger son was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. And so, from a long way off, the father runs to his son, embraces him, and kisses him with no questions asked. The father throws his arms around him and invites everyone to celebrate because his son, who was dead, has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Now the older son protests that he has never disobeyed his father or given him cause for grief. And this is true, but the older son is trying to find his legitimacy in duty and obligation rather than love. 
Everything I have is yours, the Father insists. Words of God's intention for us from the beginning of creation. Everything I have is yours. The God who was forever waiting for us to come home. The God who comes running to us in our need. The God who always acts first to embrace us in his mercy before we can say we're sorry. In this parable, God is like the waiting father who welcomes his homes without explanation, not because he is a son, but because he is a returned son and therefore a redeemed son. And here is the language of our humanity. It's only when we are lost do we find what it means to be found? It is in the losing that we are found. To be found in the eyes of another is a profound experience, and it is one of the most consistent experiences in Scripture. Paradoxically, being lost isn't the end of the world. Rather, it is the way we come home to God in the world. Almost all biblical figures are transformed sinners, not people who walk a straight line to God. This parable of the prodigal son has the powerful message to change us because we see ourselves in both sons. When in our lives, have we been the younger son who took pride in doing the wrong thing, believing selfishly that it was the right thing? And when in our lives have we been the older son who took pride in doing what we believed was the right thing, but for the wrong motives? There is a saying among storytellers that the story begins when the storyteller stops talking. That's because the story is always about us. The reality is that we are all prodigal sons and daughters. We are God's prodigal children. Webster defines prodigal as being recklessly extravagant. That is kingdom of God language. And so just as God is recklessly extravagant in his mercy, we must be recklessly extravagant in ours because this world can no longer endure the mindless cycle of reckless violence, reckless hatred, and reckless sin. The gospel demands from every generation a new way to live. As the body of Christ, we must inaugurate a new world of reckless forgiveness, reckless mercy, reckless compassion, what would it be like to live with reckless abandonment? There are stories like the prodigal son from many cultures throughout the ages. And these stories stand to remind us that compassion and forgiveness are the only things that can keep a people together. <laughs>